Hey, this your boy, sir, and you're listening to 2020 Podcast. On this episode, we got Butter So Fly. And if you're listening to this, this is something called post-production, meaning I recorded this after the actual interview. But anyway, thank you for listening. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to message us at 2020datingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd be glad to have you as a guest. All right, be easy. Yeah. Now, what I normally do to people that are nervous, excuse me, sorry, um, is I normally don't tell them I'm recording okay. and just start recording just to get them talking because usually people freeze when you tell them you're recording. Like a DNA. But, right, but you're doing fine. <laughs> you're doing fine. Let me just give me questions. Oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. Let me pause this. I wanted to play what Kay said about you. If it'll let me pause. She's Ooh. such a jerk, though. I don't know. Oh, yeah, she is. But that's, that's like my nigga. Though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I met her. Um, uh, I met her through Raina. Um, I went to an event through uh, Ambitiously Him and Her. Yeah. And um, they had their one year anniversary. And they invited us to do a live recording there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. You know, get some recognition. I get there. Uh, the night before, one of the speakers canceled. And she was like, hey, I need you to speak. I was like, oh. Was not expecting that. Right. So I went there, did the speech, whoop de whoop, and um, Kay was there. And I just saw, <laughs> this is going to sound wrong, but I just saw this woman groping Raina, grabbing her behind. I was like, That's her. Raina? Like, <laughs> who's, who's your friend? And she's like, Oh, this is Kay. And then uh, she told me she was a poet, and like a week later, uh, we did a podcast session, and she sat in, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nigga, get on my team. Get get she, get in this squad. She is now. super dope. She yes, super dope. Uber. Yeah, she's she's the friend that is like, she'll tell you the truth whether you want to hear the that. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll hurt your feelings. It'll sometimes. hurt your feelings. They're like, but it's it's for your growth. She ain't gonna. She's not one of them people that's gonna half step with you. Not no. gonna sit there and let you be fucking up and not no, tell you. No, she will not do that. She will not do that. So I'll be mad for a second. Then I'm like, you're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, why y'all can't do that with men to y'all? Uh oh. And that's a whole nother right, story, bro. Yeah. You know what? I just I just did a recording with a, a woman I call my mentor, um, great friend of mine. Her name is Shakana George, and I asked her, you know, how come when men men make suggestions, it kind of get overlooked? Right. Her response is that we're seen as not on the same level, regardless of what women may say. No offense. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, as I feel like that that that. <laughs> So I asked for that in explanation. So I was like, so how do men and women come to an agreement when they're looking at it from two different planes? And I was like, is there sort of like uh, a compromise? And she was like, not always. That's where the next generation comes in. Mm-hmm. It takes a woman and it, it, I'm going to give you an example where it happens for us too. But sometimes it can take an older woman or someone a little bit further beyond where they are yeah. to give them that bit of info for them to consider it. Like for instance... Uh, your brother might be like, nah, you might not want to to do your taxes that way. But if a millionaire come up to you who's older and be like, file it this way and you'll get X amount back, you would be like, okay, you've been here for a minute. Yeah. You know what's up. Yeah. So it's it's all about the person that it's coming from. That's true. That's true. Here we go. Okay, I think it was this one. Oh, if I can cut it up. I'm going to skip it a little bit. Okay. Thank you for joining me. It could be innocent if they're looking at their phone, but you just feel like you don't have their attention. You know what I'm saying? You know, you took the time out to do those little things and let me know that I'm doing what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. They changed the whole outlook. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's she it. She was going through a difficult time in her life, and everything that you brought into that room, you have She's to talking talk about the photos. So uh-huh. all of your doubts, your anger, your your flaws that you feel like you have, if you got stretch marks and you hate them, you don't hate them after you walk through this door. There, there's something that you love about mm-hmm. you. SoundCloud, well, uh, SoundCloud initially. 
so I can have my RSS feed. Uh, but I'm on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, name it, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, name it, I'm on it. Sitting there, hearing it is one thing, but yeah. being right there and seeing yeah. that, I was like, okay, Carol, butter so fly. Gotta, gotta remember that. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get her. I gotta get her. And I was going through Facebook because I, I just had surgery about a month and a half ago, okay. and I'm trying to get back to doing these. Mm -hmm. And I saw Kara. I was like, Kara, 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 Kara. Yeah. And you had posted that video talking about closure. Yeah. And I was already listening to an old podcast where we talked about closure. And I was like, hashtag butter so fly. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and so I messaged you immediately as right, soon as I seen right. it. Because it was early. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's what happened. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Small world, man. That's Small my sister world. there. That's man. my sister. I, I'm trying to tell you, that was... Being yeah. here for it was was because I got goosebumps, you know, thinking about it because I remember that time. So she was able to pick up all of that, you know, and I was like mm -hmm. really just in the moment, and I was really, you know, proud of it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was glad that she was able to do that for me because it was a big, big deal for me. Wow. Yes, I man. Call I call Look, you never know. See, like and that was too. almost a year ago. I know. <laughs> almost I a year too. ago. So, one second. You keep talking. Okay. I mean, do you? Is that something you're comfortable talking about? Because yeah. I understand with the way that she, she, she didn't talk about the topic, and she came back and um, wanted to hear it yeah. before I put it out there because it, it's yeah. talking about someone else's personal time. So. I let her hear it, and I was like, "Well, do I need to contact her?" And she was like, "Well, it sounds fine." You yeah, know? it was. And, yeah, it wasn't anything know, to it. So, um, and I think that's the the thing with my poetry because it's just so me anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you want to know anything about me, the dark, the ugly, the good, the bad, the messy, I'm gonna tell you anyway. So, 
Transparency. It, it is. It is. And to be honest, um, I hold in a lot of that. Like I want to be really politically correct when I be ta- when I talk about really? yes. When it comes to that, when it comes to like the marriage and how it went, um, yeah. Can the, I ask why? Well, the thing about it was, we were. I knew him for years. Like we were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were before we were like like lovers. We were like really best friends. Um, so when everything went down where he's living a whole different life from me, um, I still felt like I needed to protect him. Mm. You know? So I, would, I never wanted him to be seen in this light where, um, oh, he did car wrong and he did this and he did that. I felt like I was still the wife. So with all the, the mess and the, the issues, I was willing to, you know, you know hide that. You know, when it came to that. Um, that's why I was really big in my poetry. Because a lot of my poetry at that time was about that situation. Mm-hmm. So the only time that I was really honest was with my girlfriends or if I was on stage. So that was the only time that I was going to be transparent and let you know anything that was going on. Is if I was in the mindset of this is a performance. I can respect that. You know what I mean? And I could turn it off when I when I needed to. Um, so I, I never really just sat down and, and talked about it and discussed it. So it feels good to now, you know, since everything is, is super over, right? you know, I'm, I'm willing to say, Hey, this is what it was. It didn't work out. This is why I did. This is why it happened that way. So I don't, I don't feel like I have to protect anyone at this point. Cause right now I'm just looking for my growth and my healing. Cause sometimes when you're holding on to so many things, for somebody else, I have so many other bags I have to, you know, mm-hmm. to put on. So I have to deal with my bull, and now I have to deal with yours too. Yeah, I'm done with that. So All right. I'm good with that. Looks right. like a therapy uh, session. No, no, and, and that's why I love doing it. Yeah, it's because um, even and and this is the part that that's a little tough. Yeah. Um, I use this as a platform to talk about topics that are tough to talk about. Right. Because a lot of times, um. Back in the day, we kind of carried this mentality of what happens in this house stays in this house. Right. And that isn't necessarily what's best. No. I, I'll say that because your testimony may save somebody's life. It's true. And if you're holding that in, a lot of times we wait too late to be like, why ain't they come to me? You mm. know, I've been through that. I've, you know, do it now. Yeah. Be proactive now. You yeah. know, it may be tough to talk about. It may be embarrassing. You may feel, uh, you know, you may feel... <laughs> so it works for the job, though. It works. It does. It does because a lot of issues that I go through with my relationship, right? I'll present and I'll get feedback on from mm-hmm. a variety of sources. Yeah, and that's great. But at the same time, like you said, I, I have to protect her because right. I don't want people to feel like, oh, she's just messing up on the basics. Yeah, you know, it, and it's not like that because the thing about it is, is. It's crazy because we can be so self-absorbed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And not like in a bad way. You feel like you're the only person who's got this issue or has right. this this problem. But once you start to talk about it, like, hey, I'm not the only one Man. who's doing this or going through it. And I'm not that crazy. You know what I mean? So it's good to, you know, have an open dialogue with people. Right. See what's going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I loved our roundtable sessions. It was really liberating. Um, sometimes when I couldn't say something. Another male would say it. Yeah. And so that kind of get me out you of You got trouble. your mouthpiece. Right, right. Yeah. I, like, my piece got sick. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really cool. Right. And uh, that's that's really it. And with these business minutes, Mobile gets highlighted for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Uh, all the violence, all the... Like, for instance, the two students at Viger. Yeah. I know you've seen the video. Oh, my God. And then not even... Before that, the student at LaFleur... Oh, that with was the horrible with the, the wig... Yeah, you go viral for the, the horrible the most thing. horrible reason. Yeah, and so I was like, "Well, let's let's flip that. Yeah, let's let's talk about what's positive." And with that being said, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of a Business Minute. Yeah, I'm your host, sir, and today I'm joined with special guest, Miss the poetess herself. Oh my gosh, butter so fly. Hello, hello. Thank you, you so much today? for having me. Uh, pleasure's mine. Been looking for you for a year. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> to those of you who don't know, uh, if you go back about a year. Uh, when I first interviewed Kay Marie, my co-host, um, she told a passionate story 
about a young lady at a photo session and how she evolved before the camera, shedding all the, the negativity and just developed into something beautiful. This is that young lady it's that Kay Marie was talking about. Oh, wow. And so um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. On the levels <laughs> of like, <laughs> like written on my walls. Like I have a page of people I want to interview and right. you was on there. Really? I just had you written as Butter So Fly. I didn't, I kept forgetting your name was Kara yeah. until I saw you on Facebook. And yeah. I was like, that's it. So. Wow. And I don't know when I added you as a friend. I don't know. Um. Right. I don't know, because I know uh, we have so many mutual friends together. Because right. right. with Raina and Kay Marie, and I, I think we just, somewhere in there, yeah. happened. I, right. I, it's crazy how everything came full circle, though. Right, right. Yeah. Right on time. Yeah. Right on time. So, um, with that being said, if you don't mind, just to our listeners who don't yeah. know, can you tell them what you do? Yes. Um, like you said, I am Cara Naturally, also known as Butter So Fly. I'm a spoken word artist from Mobile. So pretty much that means I tell all of my business. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who wants to hear it has an open mind. You know, <laughs> it's a little messy. Pull up a chair. I would tell tell you all my business. So that's pretty much what I do in Mobile. All right. And yeah. How long have you been doing poetry? Um, I've been doing poetry um, a little over ten years. Whoa. Yeah, a little over ten years. Um. I started with the group Africa Town Poets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with Huggy Bear the Poet. Yes, sir. Okay, then. Yeah, guess, he's, yeah. He's only with the godfather of poetry right. in Mobile. Right. Uh, so I started with him and K-Star. She was the co-founder of that team. Um, so I was with them for a few years. Uh, I also was a part of a duo, Equimini Poets. Ooh. Yeah. I was that Yeah. Right. That's where we got it from. I was the Aquarius. Funny story, the Gem- the Gemini is my ex-husband. Oh. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no longer a part of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awkward. So, um, now I'm a part of Powerline's Poetry. I've been with yeah, them. Yeah. Yes, I've been with them for seven years. Um, so, of course, you know, black people can't do anything without a shout out. So I want to give a shout out to Catharsis the Poet, hey. Eternity Everlasting, Ray mm-hmm. Dub, Raina. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? So many of us. I'm just being honest. Hayes, Mocha, all of us. Um, we've been there for seven years. So that's why I'm now with the cool kids. So hey. I've been doing I'm this for a while. lunch table in the front. You know, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Roz, too. Roz, I interviewed as well. On the podcast. Yes. She never told me this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Interview with Roz as well. Um, she sucks. She should have told man, me. Man, one of my top three interviews, honestly. Yeah. Between Roz um, uh, and I'm forgetting her name. She is going to never forgive me if I get her uh-oh, name. Uh-oh. Uh, the owner of Architecture. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I know who you're talking about. Um, Lord have mercy. Now, watch. Ten minutes I'm at the end yeah. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just totally forgot her name. Um, but it, her middle name is Mignon. Okay. Um, can't think of it. It, it. Lord have mercy. And one of my top three interviews. What kind of host am I? It's so many people that you interview though. That's, you have to keep that. In mind. I'm gonna take that and run with it. Yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> so doing poetry for ten years. Yes. That's a long time. Very. Um, I think I started doing poetry. I've never done. Like reciting my poetry, right? I always, I'm from A and M. I went to Alabama A and M. Okay. And uh, I joined the poetry club there, mm-hmm. and that's where I found my love for poetry. Um, I've done my pieces there, but never here. Mm-hmm. So I came here, and I found out about Black on Black Rhyme right. and Power Lines, and I got to see a lot of you guys perform. Right. And man, y'all blow my mind. Like every time, <laughs> every time I be in. So I'd be glad to see y'all any open mic. You know, put it under my bed. Um, so the person I was with at the time was a spoken word artist. So I was mostly like a, a cheerleader, you know, I was support system. I would go to all the shows and then all of a sudden, uh, Hucky said, Hey, we, we got this group forming after time. I want you to be a part of it. This is what I need you to do. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll try it. Um, so I started to write and recite and with them, they pretty much, uh, taught me what it was spoken word artist. So it's not just reading. You have to perform and the diction and your stage presence. 
Um, so they were able to critique me and get me to the place where I was comfortable with being a spoken word artist. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the inspiration where they actually pushed me out when I really didn't want to be in the front. Mm -hmm. They pushed me to, to actually be that artist and they saw something in me first before I saw it. Right. Um, so that's pretty much what my inspiration was. Um, and then also being able to get on stage and to be like fully naked and bare and you can see people with tears in their eyes because they're connecting with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that was an inspiration in itself where it was like, okay, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's what it felt like. All right. All yeah. right. So, and, and that's always big to take something so personal. Right. And share it with the world. Like you said, because you're basically naked. You, you're, most of these people could be strangers. Yeah. But to look out there and at the end of a piece that may could be maybe three to four minutes. You already got them. Yeah. You know, that's that's big. That's yeah, big. That's that why energy, I love art. You can feel right, it. Right, right, right. It. It's palpable. It's, it's, it's in the air. Definitely. All right. So I want to ask, were there any obstacles that you encountered along the way of becoming a better poet, you know, refining your craft right. as you did with the Africatown poets, you know? Yeah, there were definitely obstacles. Um, the main obstacle I had was myself. That mm. was the main obstacle. Um, Could you where, elaborate on that? Well, yeah. Um... A lot of times when, and I had I had to get myself out of this this mindset of I'm not as good as so and so, mm, you know what okay. I mean. So I'm not as good as this person. Who would want to listen to me for three or four minutes? Just you don't know me from a can, can of paint. Why would you want to listen to me? You know. Mm -hmm. So you have this enemy in your head telling you that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, or you're not you're not that cool. Mm -hmm. Or that dope to actually be on stage with all of these other people. So I had to get out of that mindset of just being like, shut up and just do it. You already know what you want to do. You know what you want to say. Open your mouth and say it and you'll feel so much better. So I had to actually get out of that that situation. Um, so I was like the main obstacle. Um, and then also it, it was this elephant in the room that nobody speaks about in the poetry world in Mobile. Um Back in the day, Mobile, with, with poetry and Mobile, it was really, really close-knit. Mm. 20 to 30 poets deep. We would, every week, we would meet up. Everybody's doing poetry together, laughing, joking, singing, you know, creating, things like that. And then one day, things just changed. Um, and not necessarily in a bad way. You know, mm. people start to progress and they grow and they move on, do other things. Um, but then sometimes with misunderstandings, um, poetry beefs, like the most unsexy thing in the world. You hating each other, and now you're doing poetry about each other, things like oh, that. Um, so the the great thing about it is now that everybody's gone, um, became grown, wiser, um, able to hash things out and talk. It's becoming beautiful again. Right. So now that obstacle now is getting past the bull, and now we back to grading because there's so many other poets and troops in Mobile now that are just beautiful now. So, mm -hmm. of course, you have Power Lines, and but now you have Black on Black Rhyme is in Mobile, Step to the Mic, things like mm -hmm. that. So, that was one of the obstacles that we had to get past so we can actually flourish in, in Mobile. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and I'll keep talking. Oh, <laughs> oh please. Um, also, um, the clubs. The clubs, when it comes to actually having poetry there, they want the craft, but they feel like they don't have to pay for it. It's like, because you're not a, they don't, at sometimes when you're a spoken word artist, they don't see you as an artist. They see you as, okay, I'm going to say this Easter speech. I'm going to stand right here and I'm just going <laughs> to wow. read this right quick right. and I'm going to sit down. No, it's an actual art. We, we put all of ourselves in it. And sometimes people, you know, feel like they can take advantage of that. So we have to make sure because we're already an artsy and I'm a creative person, you have to look at the business side of it too. So, yes, I want to, you know, tell my, my message to the world, but I also want to be compensated for what I do because I'm good at what I do. And I would never give you junk. Then don't give me junk. That's, that's major. Yeah. Um, going back to your first point about the division, uh, I, I, I definitely did come across that. Yeah. Um, in all aspects, um, even uh, different forms of art, mm. excuse me, uh, as far as paintings and drawings, um, 
I, I noticed that that some people would deface other people's artwork, yeah. uh, even downtown. Right. Before um, I can't think of the gentleman, but who started doing the murals everywhere? Uh, the Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, I, I don't get that. Um, it's it's okay to admire someone. Right. You know, it's it's perfectly okay to give props to someone. If you feel that you're better than them, then that should inspire you to to work hard. Exactly. Uh, let it show through your work. Don't don't take that energy and turn it into negativity bashing right. someone else. That doesn't make sense it to doesn't me. It's make that sense. crab in a barrel mentality. Right, and there's just so much room at the table for everybody to right. eat. Right, right. So, like, Absolutely. if we just thought about all these dope artists coming together and actually making really good work and bringing it together, we could be New Orleans. We could be Atlanta. You know, we could be California if you just stop being so dumb and actually work together. Right. But, you know, you're so focused on... You're so focused on you, you're missing the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you could actually progress even further if you would actually work together. Right. So, hopefully we'll get it. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I feel we'll like we're it. moving in that direction. Yeah. Because um, whenever I go to, like, for instance, I went to uh, the Almanac and uh, Gulfport. That's where I've seen uh, Huggy Bear recently. Yeah. And um, Black, on, uh, Black on Black Rhyme was there. Um a few other Mississippi uh, poets were there, but it was all love. Like as soon as you walk in, right. and it was a black-owned business. So I, it's that beautiful. Was oh, you been? I've been there. It's it's been a while. It's been a couple of years back. Oh. Um, I was in Omni, but it's gorgeous. I love it. The I whole love. energy and the yes. scene. As soon as you walk in, oh, it's nice. The, the vibe is. It is, changes the whole tone. You yes. know, it makes you want to be there. So right, I right. It, it it put me in the mind of like, because I used to say I would love to go to like a little cool little jazz club exactly. type of vibe. And as soon as I walked in, I got that vibe. That's the joint. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's so if y'all listening, you haven't been, go Fort Mississippi, the Almanac, it is the spot. And yes. the food is awesome. Isn't so, it? Yes, yeah. indeed. Because they had a hotel in the back of it too, didn't it? Uh, I didn't go back there. I, I just stayed in the I, front. I wouldn't be surprised. I want to say they had a hotel. You know what? It is. Yeah. Um, Because I, I had to um, use Google Maps to get there. Yeah. But uh, I, it is. It yeah. is. It definitely is. It's real nice. It is beautiful. So if, you, if you're over there in Mississippi, go out and holler them. They're right off the beach. Yeah. Um, Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, so a little bit more into your personal life. Right. Um, with with doing this as your craft, of course you want to do it, you know, not all the time, but right. for a good percentage. So have you found that balance between work and your personal life? In terms of poetry. Kind of. The, the thing about my work, everything bleeds into each other. Mm. So my personal is fueled by my art and my art is fueled by my personal. Which is a wonderful thing because it makes beautiful art. Mm. So like some of the best poems I've done was when I was going through my darkest, deepest times. Mm. And I was able to use that. Um, the trick is finding a happy medium. Being mm. able to turn it off. You know, when you need to, because you'll go crazy. <laughs> you, you go loony if you don't do it. Um, so what I try to do is I try to chill out as much as possible. Get out, get some air, listen to some good music. Um, talk to Catharsis, talk to K-Marie, you know, when I'm feeling stupid. You know, because you have to find that medium, that happy place where everything can coexist with one another. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm doing pretty good trying to get with the personal and the in the professional, um, but it it helps you know to have like an anchor someone there to you know talk you off the ledge. So I definitely have that. All right, yeah. that's dope. That's dope. I love that. Yeah. I love that because I have not found that balance quite yet. I still find myself either forgetting stuff sometimes, yeah, or uh, kind of bringing my work to my art, yeah, and uh. That isn't always the best, right? Uh, especially my line of work with the type of people I deal with. Like that's why I bought that stick whiteboard so I could kind of, if I see it, I do stay focused. With right, it. Yeah. right. I can keep uh, things in line. So yeah. I think it's all about adapting. It is. So. It is all about adapting. And then sometimes what I do is I'll neglect one thing for the other. So um, I will love on my poetry, and then I'll neglect. Something from, you know, a personal thing. My nine to five, I won't think about. Everything is going to the art. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is not very good. I was so, going to ask. That sounds risky. <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> risky. Like, oh, I, I wish I could just do poetry forever and not worry about these bills. But, you know, it's it's just finding that balance in between them, you know, to make sure everything goes smoothly. Yeah. 
love the answer. Yeah. All right, so with doing this as long as you have, mm-hmm. no offense, not calling you old. No, oh, no, no, just, no. just saying, uh-huh. your tenure with uh-huh. tenure, oh, right. tenure's the word. Okay. Tenure. Okay. <laughs> um, what experience have you found to be the most memorable? Uh, the most memorable would have to be when we performed for Nikki Giovanni. What? Oh my God! It was no. it was the highlight of my life. Can, did... can I pause for just a second? Yes. Hiram, uh, a young lady named Ebony, uh-huh. and I, and Ashley Waller, uh, we sat down and had a conversation. Uh, have you seen James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni's debate? Oh yes. We sat and talked about that for the longest. They both had really good size to Tell it. Tell me about it. I, I, I really good. Uh, yeah. That, if you're listening and you haven't watched that, it's two hours, it's two parts, but I promise you it's everything they talked about it's is still it. going on to this day. It's worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about <laughs> this experience. I love Nikki Giovanni. Um, this was, oh, this was years ago. She came down for a lecture at South Alabama. Um, and we had the pleasure. She, we actually performed in front of her. God. And she and just to have her, you know, be able to and she's like really dope. Like she's really down to earth. She's not really, you know, high and hoity toity and all of that. She came and she was taking pictures with us, loving on us, telling us to keep going. So that was another inspiration of mine was she gave us a book. Yes. Signed it. <laughs> all of it. it was, I was like, oh my God. I, I, yeah, so Man. just imagine, like, you're being, you're 21, 22 years old, just starting in poetry, and you're meeting Nikki Giovanni. The. The Nikki Giovanni. You know, you can't, that's enough for me. That's, that's enough. It's, it's so many boxes she checked. Yeah. Poet, activist. Activist. Feminist, like, it's. All oh. of that. She's sitting down with James Baldwin and, yeah. yeah. Talking about how. I'm gonna have to be politically incorrect for just a moment. Yes, she yes. said, You sit here and you front for those crackers all day. Mm. Do that for me as well. She had a point. She, she it didn't hit me until she said that. Yeah. She she mentioned that her dad used to go and do everything to work and do this mm-hmm. and Come home, beat her mom, and that didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, my dad, she said, my dad's a cool cat, but I don't want to marry my dad. Mm-hmm. And that made sense because they say mm-hmm. you marry someone who's like your father who, you know, and <laughs> you're going to have me go back and watch this. I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm not going to take up your time with that. Lord have mercy, I could go on. Um, but <laughs> on every, on the flip side of that, right. meeting Giovanni, that's that's huge. Yes. That's huge. Many people won't be able to say they did no. that in their lifetime. Much less perform in front of her. That's a big uh, blessing. Yes, it is. A big blessing. So, on the flip side of that, right? Was there uh, at any point you feel that you wouldn't be successful, and if so, who or what changed your mind? <sighs> there was a time where I thought I was not going to be successful. Um. Mm, yeah, it was, and I don't like to tell people this because I like to be really. You know, really confident. I, I, I'm, you know what I mean. I'm gonna tell you why I insert this question. Okay. Not only is it the inverse of the previous question, mm-hmm. but whenever you're telling someone to go out on the dream and do what they do and what they love, there's yeah. always ups and downs. Yeah. So it'd be unfair to sell them on the good things. That is true. And not the bad. You're making a good point, sir. Um. Yeah, there was a time where I thought I was not gonna be successful. Um. And it's not because anyone told me I wasn't going to be successful. I've never had anyone say, you're garbage. I always had really good accolades and claps and cheers. But it was always internal stuff. Mm. It was always internal. Or um, a few years uh, back, um, when the marriage separated. Because we were so close, um, a lot of times I wouldn't do poetry by myself. The only time I would do poetry with him, it was with him. Mm. Okay, so I never, I was, I was never by myself. I was okay. never front row center, no one there, just me. It was, it wasn't always like that. So when we stopped, 
when he went his way and I went mine and we were no longer the equipment I poets. So it's just me. I still want to do poetry. I still want to do spoken word. I still want to perform. But I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it by myself. Because I always had this partner that was right next to me to actually, you know, push me. Say, yeah, you can do it. Go ahead. You can do it. Now I have to find that in myself to say, hey, you can actually do this on your own. Mm -hmm. So stepping out on faith was like a big thing for me. Stepping out and... And saying what I needed to say, it was it was a beautiful thing, but it was an uncomfortable thing. It was a scary thing. So there was times where I just felt like I didn't want to do poetry or spoken word anymore because I was afraid to be by myself. So I had to get to the point where I was saying, you know what? Turn your head off. Mm. Turn turn all the, the negative thoughts off. What is it that Cara needs to say? Um... And I think that's that's where the butter so fly thing came from. Um, Huggy Bear also gave me that name. So I, I I wonder why he he said butterfly and butter so fly. And then I had to think about it because he said, "Girl, you just busting out. You just you just coming on out. You butter so fly and it just stuck." So I had to sit down. and I had to think about what is the butterfly. You know, what is the the process a butterfly has to go through? To get to a point where she is actually a butterfly. Mm -hmm. So you have this this little caterpillar or this worm, this little crazy looking thing that is not very nice to look at. Nobody really wants to pay attention to it. Nobody wants to touch it. And then it has to envelop itself in this, in this shell with, to protect itself. So I was protecting myself this whole time with this shell. And then it got to the point where... Because I had to find myself after the split, I was trying to figure out who I am, and then it became uncomfortable to be in this cocoon. Because mm. at this point now, I'm here, but I'm growing here, so I can't stay where I am. Mm. So, of course, with the growth and being uncomfortable, you have to break out this shell. And I just, I just thought it was, um, it was almost like a naming ceremony when he gave it to me. I was on stage he had called me up it was an open mic night he called me on stage and i did a poem that was really really open and bare and and told my whole story and in tears and the ugly cry and <laughs> it, it was just and he he was just saying how how much i've grown through this through this journey that i'm on um and i talked to people and they said we really didn't know you before this happened you know, yeah, Cara's real cool. You know, she's real, she's sweet, you know. But they really didn't know who I was until I, I was by myself. And I was able to speak for myself. Um, and I'm not saying that he was speaking for me, but I allowed him to take the lead. You know, because that was my partner, that was my husband. He's the king. You go, you go forth and you, you know, venture off. Um, but now I'm coming into my own. It was a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So, what was the question again? I, I went... Well, what, were there any points that you feel that you wouldn't be successful? Yes. That short short answer, yes. <laughs> I, and I, I, I take that and I accept that. Okay. It's it's a lot of times when someone be like, yeah, you know, you can do it. You're going to do all these great things. All you got to do is try. But they don't tell you. It's so much. Right. It's so much. It's... They make it sound like, okay, you're at point A, and here's point B. Made it. No, right. you have to go through these hills and valleys, and you got to stop for a second, and then you got to pick yourself back up, and then you have to go around, and you got to ask for help. It's just so many ways that you, that this could actually go. Right. Um, and I think that's a disservice that we do. And, and I see why you ask these questions now, um, because a lot of people, a lot of people think that this is easy. You know what I mean? Uh, getting up on stage, you know, playing around, speaking your mind. Oh, it's easy. No, it's not. It, it, it takes so much. The the, the craft, uh, the writing, and then being in front of someone and you have to grab their attention in less than 30 seconds. Because you can lose somebody, you know, really, really quickly. Um, but it, it, it's so much more that goes into it. You know, it's so much preparation that you have to do um, because there's so much power in your words. Mm. 
um, you can't just, and I, I'm realizing that you can't just, you can't just say anything. You know, roses are red, violets are blue. Here's my poem. Snap, snap, snap. You can't do that because there, there's so much power in what you're saying. And you can save somebody's life in a matter of minutes or you could kill it. You know, depending on what you're saying. Um, there's life in your, in your voice. Um, so one thing that I've always said before I went on stage or while I was on stage is speak life. Anything that you that you say, you have to speak existence to it. So I, whether it's good or bad, um, but that's your responsibility. Like I, I feel like I have a responsibility to anyone who listens to me, um, anyone who comes into contact with me, is to be truthful and honest and give them everything that I have. Mm. Um, so that's what I do. Anytime that I'm getting on stage or I'm reciting a piece, you're going to get everything that I have 110%. So... You gotta tell the people the truth. It is. Yeah. One hundred percent. Love it. Love it. All right. So my next question. Okay. This is the long term question. All right. So if I need to make some quick edits, if you if you gotta take a moment, I get it because okay. I couldn't answer this question right now, even if you asked me. <laughs> so. All right. So where would you like to see yourself in one year, three years, and then in ten years? Ooh. One years, three years. 10 years, one year. Okay, one year is easy. One year is I would like to have my own album. Um, I have played around with the notion of having an album, but I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just felt like I, I didn't need one. Um, but I really want one now. Mm -hmm. um, I think my my art is up to a caliber where um, it's worthy to be recorded and listened to and bought and sold and uh, streamed. I think it's to that caliber at this point. Um, so that's the one year is to have an album, um, to tool with it a little bit, you know, get out of Mobile. Um, that's one year. Three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Wow. Three years. Uh, I think I would like to do acting. Really? I think I would. I think I would like to uh, incorporate my spoken word and my poetry into actually... Um, not necessarily like films or, or movies, but I would like to, you know, be on the big, you know, big screen or whatever. But um, doing more plays, okay. monologues, I would like to, you know, work towards that. Um, I, I think that would be cute with me. I think that would be good. Um, I want to get okay. Um, I think it's time for me to actually move a little deeper in, in what that is because um, there's so many other parts of me you know that people haven't seen or I haven't even tapped into so I would like to play around with actually doing some acting a little bit 10 years if you talk to any poet they say that their their art is therapy okay um, and now I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't have a therapist because I probably be one now but I want to be able to use my words as therapy for someone. Um, maybe doing workshops where you have victims of, and not, not necessarily has to be anything, you know, really, you know, life-threatening or, or anything. I, just anyone who's had an issue where okay. they felt like they couldn't, they couldn't make it. I would like to be able to speak with them and have them be able to do poetry and work through that that situation so okay this is this is where you are this is the the hurt that you felt this is the anger that you felt okay now put it in words mm. you know go ahead okay. and, and put that in words and how did that make you feel describe that can you use a metaphor of okay. where you were see what you're doing. you know what I mean okay. um so I love to do something with a with therapy when it comes to my to my art um a couple of weeks back, I started um, these little videos 
um, on Facebook where I would, you know, just talk, you know. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm not a yama or anything like that. But when it comes to a situation that I'm going through or I've went through, um, I speak about those things so people know that they're not the only ones who've gone through those things. 100%. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I want my words to be something where it's actually legit therapeutic. That's what I'm looking for. So with the progression, yeah, I want the entertainment the first few years, but then I also want to, you know, move up a little higher where I'm actually healing someone. Okay. That's that's what I'm looking for. No, that's I I love taking your passion and trying to change the world a little right. more. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I, I totally understand that. I, yeah. I love that idea, like a kind of workshop where you taking that pain and turning it into healing. Mm -hmm. Whether they get it or not, they're, they're manifested in, in another way. And then that becomes their testimony. Exactly. That becomes their tool. So exactly. yeah, that's, that's wonderful because a lot of times people have all this negative energy and don't know how to uh, I guess expel, expel it, or, it, yeah. You know, to to get that release that they need, and and you'll feel so much better. Yes, you do. You'll feel so much better and so much lighter, um, just getting everything out. You know, yeah. you have a lot of sickness and a lot of headaches and crying and all that stuff. And once you're able to be truthful with yourself and just speak your truth, it feels so much better. Not only that, your perspective on life shifts mm. when you do that. Yeah. Stuff that used to rile you up really mm. don't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, people, your your judgment and people will change your judgment and, you know, is this battle worth fighting? You right. Know, getting, is getting this last word really worth it here? Exactly. You know, I've been on, in this, you know, situation before. So, that, yes. Yes. That, yeah. Maturity right. comes along with that. Definitely. All right. So, this is my favorite question. Okay. I call this the... Uh, the leap of faith question. The reason I got that from Steve Harvey. Okay. Uh, recently gave the analogy of you're never going to be truly happy until you take that leap of faith mm -hmm. in those what if situations. Right. Uh, so to anyone who wanted to, whether it be start doing poetry or try to do any venture that they may be inspired to do, something they're truly passionate about, what words of encouragement would you give to them? to get started, to, to take that first step, because that first step is the scariest one. Yeah. 100%. Um, be afraid. Be fearful. Feel that. Be fearful. The thing about fear is you can use it to your advantage, okay? With fear, you have anxiety, you have adrenaline, you have passion, you have all that emotion. Um, uh, be afraid but use it. So, and let me, let me see if I can explain it a little better. Every time I'm on stage, I'm afraid. Really? Every time I get on stage, there's a nervousness in the pit of my stomach that I'm gonna forget my words. Or I'm gonna trip over a mic cord. I, I always have that fear. And the thing about it is, I'm afraid because I care. Okay. I, I care about what I'm saying and what I'm doing. When you when you get to a point where you're not nervous or you're not scared, then stop. Hmm. Then stop. Um, now, once you feel this fear, the thing about it is you can't stay there. You can't stay there. Um, feel that that feeling. Let it pass. Then do what you need to do. I would say sit down first, make an outline of what what you're uh, trying to accomplish. What is your mission statement? Why do you want to be a movie director? Why do you want to be a spoken word artist? Why do you want to be a salesman? Why do you want to do these things? Um, and work towards that. If you already have a goal set and you can see it and it's visualized, it'll be a lot easier for you to do what you need to do. Um, and then take that leap of faith. Once you have that feel that that feeling of fear, once you make your mission statement, once you make your list, then do it. What's the first thing that you need to do in order to get what you need? And do that thing. Um, I'm I'm an avid believer in being honest with yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Be honest with yourself. Sit down and say, okay, am I just doing this for the likes? 
Am I doing this for the money or am I doing this for healing? Am I doing this to, you know, bring someone closer to a realization that they're wonderful? What What is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing? So as long as you have an idea or a feeling or a mission, you'll be able to, to get where you need to go. Um, be realistic. It's not going to come overnight. You may have you may have times where you want to give up. That's when you realize that this is what you really want. If you give up, this this ain't what you wanted. Right. You know what I mean? But you'll you'll find out what's real when it gets when it gets rough. So I just say stick with it. All right. Yeah. I love that response. I I received that myself. All right honestly. then. All right. Um, Touch and agree. Yeah, it is. I tried to shout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Ms. Kyra, if anyone mm-hmm. wants to get in contact with you, whether it be about poetry, whether it be about your videos that you do, right. how could someone get in contact with you? Um, Right now, the best way is Facebook. Okay. Um, I go by Kara, C-A-R-A, May, M-A-Y, McKinney, M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y. I also have Instagram where I have my videos. It's Kara May 2272 um, also on our website, powerlinespoetry.com. You'll be able to see all of my information in there. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out your day to Thank come all the way Thank you so much for here. having me. No yeah. problem. No, the pleasure's all mine. Yeah. Took a year to get to you, but we found you. It was a uh, reason. It was no, a reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, if you've been tuning in, this has been Sir. This has been Butter So Fly. Y'all have a great one. All right. That's it. That was cool. I know. It's fun, ain't it? Yeah. So, I that's really Pe- dope. People are normally afraid. They they they're like, oh, there's a there's a microphone on. Yeah. You know what I do? No, I just talk. Just talk. And then okay. I started lying to them and telling them, no, I'm not recording. And then I just jump in like yeah. I do with you, and then they'd be fine. Yeah. So it's not that at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I love this. I see why you do this, man. Man, it is the funnest thing on earth. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so excited about it. Thank you so much for for having me and and contacting me about it. No, no. I was nervous because I'm like, man, I'm typing this one at 8.30 in the morning. (laughs) I pray I don't come off as like a creep. No, it wasn't at all. Not creepy at all. (laughs) Because let me tell you, that is the number one thing I run into. Uh, I I message someone Uh and they'll be like, how do you know me? And I'm like... Don't know you. I'm just trying to do it. That's interview. when you know you're not a professional. Look, if you you have to keep your hat on 24 right, seven. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. No, you you know the real from fake. Stop it. And, and I, Stop it. Right, right. But I appreciate y'all for sliding. No, thank you, thank you, and I won't be a stranger. Before we close this episode, I just wanted to share a quote with those of you who made it this far. Spencer Johnson once said, Integrity is telling myself the truth. And honesty, honesty is telling the truth to other people. Be blessed.